Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. Ready when you are. What's going on, Cage? It's the week of a drink. East, I'm having a drink East here. Coast National. He won't. Ooh. He can't even give me five seconds to do an intro. Uh, Go ahead. He's got, he's, I'm going to give you a free minute. Go. I'm counting. I don't have a minute. Uh, well, actually, I do. So, first off, this is a week of East Coast National. But before we get into that, I got to tell you guys, man. We uh, we did the ten for ten series, and I've been doing these polls on our Instagram story to see, you know, what did you guys think? Did you like it? Did you not? Uh, overwhelmingly people loved it, but I'll tell you what people love more and what they've missed. And these, uh, I would say we've gotten 10 to 20 of these DMs cage. They miss our daily show. They miss your takes. They miss your analysis. So I'm really, really looking forward to today's show. I have two plays. I couldn't be more excited for really. I I officially signed up for card ladder. I kind of feel like an idiot that I haven't had card ladder for a long time because it's got all this data right in front of me. So we'll see if, if that lasts. I, I'm just someone who doesn't love subscriptions. So like, I, I think that's part of it. But both of my plays, I looked at the card ladder, ladder data. I looked at the pop and I was like, this is this is awesome. So I'm really excited about my plays. Cage, before I turn it over to you, I, I have some topics today. I know you went back to the city. You had a work day. What's top of mind with Cage? What, what are you looking at? What are you thinking about? Is it NFTs? Is it vintage cars? Are you getting back mm-hmm. into modern? No, I mean, I, uh, I bid on a couple of things in the REA auction last night. I did not win any. Um, I was in extended bidding in a couple of bidding wars, and a couple of the things that I was bidding on got a little higher than, uh, than I wanted to pay, and I just bowed out. So to the, to the folks or folk who beat me on the you know, six or seven. Not really. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's part of, I think, being disciplined, right? I mean, I identify things that I thought would sell at a certain price, and, you know, I think they're worth it. Once it gets up to the point where I think it's not worth it, I, I, I bow out. If somebody wants to pay more than that, great. You know, do I miss an opportunity? Perhaps. Um, there were some cool, you know, vintage baseball items um, in last night's uh, REA ending auction. And I did not walk away with any. You know, that's a little upsetting. But you also don't want to chase. You know what I mean? Like, you get, oh, I'm going to buy this one. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get into a, it's just you and one other person bidding. And then you wind up overpaying for something. Um yeah, I was trying to bid on things that, may, yeah, who knows when the next time they're going to show up is, though. So that makes it a little, you know, tougher to pass on it. You know, you got to pay, I guess. Um, I guess I apologize to whoever it is who I was bidding against because I, I guess I made you pay more. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, let's see. What else? What else am I thinking? Um, yeah, man, doing a lot of NFT stuff. We added a lot of people to our NFT research group. Um, I'm still learning so much about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I, I did not own an NFT before this year. Um, and, um, I own a lot now, you know, we started with top shot. That was a big learning experience. I may still have my top shot account, still have money in my top shot account, still have moments in my top shot account. I don't actively trade it. It's kind of off season. Um, I don't really want summer league moments, um, presently. Um, I'm trying to think what the heck else. Uh, yeah, but cards, back to cards, man. I mean, I'm excited about cards. That auction last night, that Robert Edwards auction, that was, that was, 
come on with that that Honus Wagner. You know, that's always been kind of like the the bell cow, right? It's always been the the bellwether. Um, you it's know, a card that at one hand exchanged hands for a thousand dollars, a thousand one hundred dollars in what nineteen seventy three or something like that. I don't, I don't have the data off the top of my head. I think I saw it was in the 1980s, but still, I mean, yeah. So yeah, in I guess. 2003, I was offered a Honus Wagner. Uh, it was um, it was a PSA 1 for $176,000. And I did not have the money at the time, but I was saving up for a down payment for my house. And I had, you know, a good chunk of money. I'm glad I bought my house. You know, I've raised my kids in it and all that stuff. Instead of buying a piece of cardboard, I'm sure my Dude, current agent? wife, who was my, my fiance at the time, might not have actually gone through with the wedding had she found out that every dollar I saved and then some went towards a piece of cardboard. Although, think about it now, what would that thing be worth? So You, you know, might be it, able to retire. C- Cage's house is fascinating, guys. I hope he invites us over for like a Luca Nation barbecue one day. Yeah, like because, a cribs, a cribs episode. I could do it too. Like a cribs. His backyard and pool is as big, if not bigger, in square feet as your house. Yes, it takes literally yes. it's his own lot. Yes, the backyard is as large as the lot that the house is on. One hundred percent. You you just couldn't say no. You were like Honus Wagner or this huge pool to slip. It's like Olympic sized pool. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, I said I got need to I need to buy a house. I wasn't thinking, you know, baseball cards. You know, we're 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 gonna turn into something crazy. Almost twenty years later, I bought myself one of those uh, thirty-three roots instead, with a little bit of money. Got the itch of buying a card. Same same seller, same guy had both of them. Bought the itch of buying a card out. Still was able to buy my my house. Uh, that that uh, the Wagner was one hundred seventy-six thousand dollars. The Ruth was one hundred seventy-five thousand less than that. So it was an easy decision for me. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, listen, it's great to see that because, you know, when that card is leading, you know, what does that mean? There are obviously better Wagners. You know, just like when the Mantle sold, the Mantle 9 sold for 5.2, there are 310s. So while that's the record holder for most, you know, expensive private sale, most expensive sale, public sale, um, you already know that there are better versions of that card. There are better versions of the Mantle. So that means that. That you shouldn't say, oh wow, the most expensive card or the most valuable card is worth that's six points. That's actually going to be really interesting, right? Like we see headlines on Forbes and stuff, and people are taking notice. Like it's on ESPN, you know, but if people will really take notice when there's a public sale of that mantle ten, because that's going to be 30, 40 mil, right? Like we hear six mil, okay, but there's going to be a sale for these where it comes to 30, 40 mil that, that are going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah, it's one interesting of the high Wagners. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Well, if the not the best condition cards are setting records. But let me shift gears, Cage, and I'm going to go to insert you hate that's going berserk. So I don't know if you've seen what Kaboom is doing, but if you guys want to do this, you go to Card Ladder, cross the board, just search the Kaboom insert, uh, and then check out Curry, Luca, Brady, uh, Mello, Peyton Manning, Butler, like – You'll get a ton of results, and across the board, and these aren't just the gold ones. These are the base, are going astronomical. Now, another thing I was on uh, Gary's NFT talk yesterday, he talked about how interesting it would be if Kaboom NFTs came out uh, and how much he loves the Kaboom insert. So, Cage, I guess my my first question is people love Kaboom. Regardless if you love it or not, people love it. And I'm worried when I see something like this where prices have gone maybe – 100x in a really short period of time, 50x. 
uh, 50% up, 100% up in a short period of time, people might be trying to chase. Is now too late to get on Kaboom? Or do you see this as, you know what? I didn't love Kaboom, but this is going to be the insert of the modern insert, the modern scoring Kings. And it's actually going to be here to here to stay. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'm giving you the mic. You famously said, don't make fetch happen. Are you going to go back on that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, it, it, it feels inorganic. I try to protect our, our audience, right? I try to protect our listeners. Um, if you happen to have bought one of these cheap and it's now ridden up 20x, sell it. Can I Don't contextualize I it real quick? With, sure. So on August 9th, Mello was 6765 for just the, the base version Kaboom PSA 10. It just sold six days later for 11K. How many of them are there? 26. There are 26 total printed. They're numbered out of 26. The Laboom, the Laboom, the, the Lamello Kaboom. <laughs> uh, no, I'm looking at the pop report uh, here on Card Ladder. So there's 26 PSA 10s. Right. So how many of them are there? Like how many total are there? How am I supposed to know that? Exactly. Thank you for answering You've been, like that. This is two days in a row. You're, in advice. You're a lawyer. You said lawyers yeah. don't ask questions. They don't know the answer. But to. I know the answer. That's why okay. I asked it. Nobody well, knows how many stupid. there are. And there's different. No, you didn't look stupid. You gave the right answer. No one knows how many there are. They're not numbered. There's no, you know, there's no print run. Who knows how many there are? There's already 26 PSA 10s and it's $12,000. Okay. All right. And it was $6,000 two weeks ago. Okay. I get that. But what happens if the pop is 50? What happens if the pop is... What happens if I, who knows what it is? I mean, the kabooms from older, sure, they're they're rarer, but you know what it makes me think of is this: when your uncle Phil and your dentist and uh, Larry the garbage man from down the block, Uncle and, Phil, uh, I know, love I love the Fresh Prince. Your, your third know? grade, your third grade teacher, and uh, you know the bus driver, your mailman, when they all know you're into cards, and every one of them comes over to your house and says, "Hey, kaboom." Kaboom's the one to buy, right? When everybody is on one thing, right? Because they're being told that's the one thing, you got to be careful, right? It's like Top Shot, right? Top Shot was great when there were not a lot of people in it and it ran up. And there was a time where you could get in it, right? But then all of a sudden, it was pervasive, right? It was, it was March and April and everybody thought Top Shot was the way to go. Let me jump on the seeing stars and the rising stars and the all stars. Let me jump on these. Let me get them because, hey, these other ones went up so much. These were up 50x. These were up 100x. And yet the print count was more than the prior ones, just like the print count of the more recent kabooms is more than the older ones, right? And everybody's in it. And everybody's buying and expecting that pyramid scheme to continue and people to keep coming in and buying. And all of a sudden, the legs get cut out from under you and you're holding a card that is not exactly that rare. And it's not going to be doing the multiple X over X three times, you name it. So, so I mean, kaboom, listen, it's great. People love it. It's nice. It's art. Um, you know, I, obviously, I'm on the wrong side of the equation on this. I can't be right about everything. Um, there are powers at play here that are stronger than my rational thought process. Sometimes rational thinking does not capture everything that goes into the market. That's right? true. And obviously, there's, there is demand for this that is currently exceeding the amount of supply that there is for the Kaboom cards. 
Um, I guess I just worry if the, the people driving demand all of a sudden stop talking about um, soccer NFTs. I mean, kabooms. And they um, start talking about color blasts. Or they start talking about, you know, mo- uh, uh, stained glasses. Or they start talking about whatever else it might be, right? Because they're all rare-ish inserts from I got, the same I got to tell you. They're all art-like. I, I got to tell you, Kaboom... The the one kind of issue you have with Kaboom is you don't know the supply, right? Sure. Kaboom Color Blast, like watching Color Blast trade on Panini NFTs is really interesting. I think that those types of art pieces are going to do really, really well uh, when Panini be- ends up NFTing them. Like I think Kaboom would be a really interesting Panini NFT version because sure. then you would know the exact supply and it would be fun. It would be digital. Um, it, it's interesting. So, so. Any any other words on the kaboom t- topic? Because no, why not heard, downtowns, right? Why not downtowns? Why not? Why not? Downtowns why not? for a while were really popular too. And where, what are they doing now? You got a card ladder chart of what the downtowns are up to? Are they uh, crested and they're and they're moving down? Um, listen, guys. Obviously, I've been wrong. If you would have bought kabooms last year, no matter which one it was, you'd you'd be in good shape. Kabooms are difficult, man. You know, some of them were in like you know, like Rat National Pack. Some of them were in like you know VIP Pack. Some of them were in like you know Kaboom Packs. So they're they're in different products, different years, different sports. It's just, it's it's I don't know. Downtown's man. doing well too, Cage. Downtown's doing pretty well. There's just something about the, especially the recent kabooms that just strike me as, you know, organic is the, is the best way to say it. I, I mean, I, I I don't have any other way of of explaining it. Sometimes it doesn't have to be organic, I guess, right? You know, I, I texted my buddy. I he said, you know, did people get wise after the Top Shop market, right? And I said, uh, don't try to rationalize an irrational market. Yeah. But at the same time, Cage, like when you hear things like that's Gary's favorite insert, he loves a design, his brother loves it. And then think about it. You just owned World of Women. Logan yep. Paul came in and bought in to World of Women. Yep. It's the same kind of concept. 100%. What does that do? For, what does that do for the market? 100%. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's sort of it. And it's, I mean, but what happens if you're holding a bunch of those now and then Logan Paul comes out and, and announces he sold all of his World of Women NFTs and bought it to something else that you're not holding? You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of control and a lot of influence. But I guess that's why you call these people influencers. You know what I mean? So Conrad had an awesome poll. And Dirty. I'm going to had an awesome poll. It was Booker or Jason Tatum. Who would you rather, who do you think is a better player long term? Tatum. I think Tatum might last longer. He's a little more durable. He's got a little more size to him. Aiton, Carl Anthony Towns. Towns. So both of the polls were lopsided towards the other two, Booker and Aiton. And that shows recency bias. Correct. It shows a lot of recency bias. And the guy that I think, so we've been talking about, you know, 500 to 2,000, 500 to to 10,000, doubling, you know, how does the little guy color up? I think today I found an opportunity that really gives you the best bang for your buck out there. I really do. Uh, and I've brought this play up before, but I'm going to give you a different way to play it. So this is someone – last year was kind of a lost season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But this is someone that's a perennial 20-10 and 10 guy that I think he's going to come out this year and be – 25, 26 points a game, 11 rebounds a game, two, three blocks a game, and – Three, four assists. Like, I think he's going to come out swinging. And it's Carl Anthony Towns. He's had a whole year off. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. Last year, 
I mean, honestly, tragic stuff, this whole family with COVID and all that stuff. It was a lost year for the Timberwolves through and through. And I think healthy Edwards is young. They have a young core. He's the best player on the team. And I want to give you guys the play of his silver. His silver is about 800 bucks. And that's a pop. Let me check this out. Pop 134. Okay. 2015 pop 134 silver, 700, 800 bucks. I think that's a card that if he starts out hot, that's a card when this whole market's been beat down. He's out of sight, out of mind. You're getting a low pop card. There's that that, that pop's not going to move very much. That could be a eight hundred to two thousand dollar card. I really yeah. believe that. Well, easily. Uh, so that, and Anthony my- Edwards being there is helpful. That's a good play, man. I like the play. I mean, I like calling Anthony Towns. And he's got you know he's got all the tools. He's got everything around him. He could be he could be a star. And he's putting up those numbers. Just he's putting up those numbers under the radar. Listen, uh, kaboom! I'm I'm sitting here like like angry, like like seething of kabooms. Listen, they're obviously expensive cards. We saw a uh, we saw a one of one of Curry sell for sixty thousand dollars, right? The one of one Curry sold for sixty thousand dollars. So obviously, that's about the top end of what you could ever expect any of those cards to be worth. I want everyone to hear that. Sixty thousand dollars is made public for a one of one Curry uh, kaboom. So why can't a, that be a five hundred dollar card? A gold Curry five hundred dollars. What? I mean, maybe eventually, but right now it's sixty. That's what it was. Paid. So what's a gold Curry? You know, twenty five thousand. I don't know. People love 15, PSA tens. Ten. Let me know? answer the question. People love yeah. PSA tens, mm. and that was a PSA nine. I know it was one of one, but people aren't that smart sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. So, I mean, I just want to make sure everybody knows sixty grand for that uh, for that one of one green curry. Not. I like wouldn't be surprised if, if a gold one auctioned off right now. It would hit fifty. Maybe. In a well, PSA maybe. order. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean it's a gold and there's probably well, not. Why are you? Why do kabooms bother you so much? Because it's not because you missed out. You've missed out on because a they're all over the place. They're everywhere. Like to me, it doesn't make sense, right? You're supposed to have supply and demand. You're supposed to have some sort of scarcity. You you know, a card that's going to sell for that much money is supposed to be now a one of one. I get the golds out of ten. I get right. There's only supposed to be ten of those, but the base ones, and you don't know how many base ones there are. I mean, Lamelo, you but got the gold and the one of one pull up the base. That's that's sort of true, but not always, right? The base regular prisms and silver prisms don't get pulled up just because the one ones get get get. That's I mean it's it, it, that you don't know that because you don't know how many there are, and they're not giving you those print numbers, and no one has any idea how many of them there are. And and I think it's fair to say that there are more each year than the year before. Right, I think there's more of them out there. Look at the Lamelo Pop. I mean, it's, it's just the fact that there's 28 PSA tens. How many of them are there? How many are there raw that people haven't graded yet? How many of them have got nines? How many of them were sent to BGS? You know, how many of them are out there? And to be eleven, twelve thousand dollars, just it's it's scary to me. So I'm gonna swing the pendulum in the other direction, right, and give you guys a bargain play because that was kind of what we what we were based on. And oh, I still is, have another bargain play, so don't don't okay. think I'm coming out swinging today. Go ahead. Cool. Kate. So we got a bargain play from you. So. um you get you look stuff on card ladder. He's probably not on there. Donovan Peoples Jones, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Um, Got to give you your bargain play, guys. I mean, if you want to buy his his Prism Silver from twenty twenty, you can pick those up for less than twenty bucks on eBay. They're on Com C. You can buy them in bulk. You want to buy his base, a couple bucks, right? Uh, grab them on Star Stock. They're all over the place. Um, I think this guy is going to have a breakout year this year as a wide receiver. He had uh, the preseason game one. You don't really you know, read too much into preseason games because, you know, you don't have the first team out there. Um, 
you know, you don't have the first quarterback, you don't have all the defense, you name it. But he had one hell of an impressive start and was taken out because he's going to play. He might start the season on the like third wide receiver on the depth chart, but he's going to get some play. He made a, an amazing catch, tiptoe on the sidelines, you know, had a couple of catches, you know, downfield. Um, I think he had three receptions in the first like 15 plays. Like just obviously they were looking for him. Obviously he's going to be part of the offense. And this is a guy who no one else is giving you as a play because he was a sixth round draft pick. I think he was picked like 187 or some crazy number last year. But um, Urban Meyer said that he's a guy who should have been a top 10 draft pick. Now, obviously a lot of coaches say that stuff. Played at Michigan, played at a big school. um, And he just looked the part more so this year than previously. He just looked the part of a, of a starting wide receiver. He's going across the middle, you know, running the routes the right way. I watched him play. I went back and watched some other game film of him, uh, you know, after his preseason game this weekend. I watched him while I was on the train today because I knew I would try to give this guy a pick, watched him play in college. He's going to grow a little. He's going to get a little bigger. He's going to put on some NFL player muscle. And um, I think this, this is the kind of guy who, I mean, talking about like silver autos for like 30 bucks. You know, like real bargain play here who if he becomes any type of a name and has a couple touchdown game, everyone's going to run to look for him. And you should be stocking up on him in your star stock account. Uh, it's one you can, you know, see like real multiples on if he has one of those good games in week one, two, or three, and you're sitting on a stockpile of his stuff for a very low cost of entry. So there's my so, go ahead. I love this. I, I I love when you give these off the, this is the Kyle Lewis, uh the Chark play. I, I love them. Sometimes that you don't see them coming. So I, yeah, I love when you give this and you're usually but little a little hyphen, people's Jones. Now, I was, I was hesitant to give this because, you know, I don't want people stealing him in the fantasy league. He's somebody I should get in the last round as like a throwaway, you know. But uh, maybe somebody's going to listen to this now and draft him in the fantasy leagues. <laughs> so who's your so, bargain play? I always talk about this. I'll give it in a second. You're, you're going to like it. It's going to be hilarious, actually. Um, I think it's actually going to make a lot of sense to you, Cage. And it's, I'll give you a hint. It's someone that I gave uh, a year ago this time, too. Tyler Hero. Uh, it is Tyler Hero. Yes, for real. Dude, he's trading at his lowest price, so you can get a, his Prism PSA ten. Of he is. Did you see his haircut? Yeah, but it's a it's a value buy. It's a bargain buy. It, it's it's a guy yeah. that's getting beaten keep down. Talking. I I don't understand. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking to what? To to keep, to the keep talking to the, to the blank screen. Yeah, keep talking to the blank screen. Keep talking to the blank screen. 100%. I had to go get something. I had to go get – remember I told you this was coming back? So I had to go get this. Okay. So look at this gorgeous card. Look out. Look at the centering on that. It's uh-huh. beauteous. Right? Top to Be- bottom beauteous. centering is nice. It, it is beauteous, man. Right? A little, little perfect centering, both sides. Look at that. It's gorgeous. You see shiny. I don't see any creases on here or anything. Look at this. Centered nicely, up and down centered. I see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it's a five. Such it is a, a five, crazy. folks. It is a five. It is gorgeous. This is, I mean, this is as nice as a five gets. What is wrong with this card? Besides that it's got Tyler Hero on it. Look at that face. That's the guy you want to invest in right there. Without I, I just, his Lloyd Christmas haircut. <laughs> All right, um, talk to me. Let's hear. Let's hear your he just he's been, he's been beat, beat down by his performance, and he's been beat down culturally and Everywhere, like literally, his cards went from 300 400 bucks to 50 bucks. But he's still a young, promising talent in a big market with potential. 
And with Who's the team, really happy has- to hear this play from you, Ian, because he graded a Tyler Hero optic hollow, and when it came back, it was like two fifty, three hundred yep. bucks. I have like, one hey, of those. But you want to sell this? And he's like, No, it's Tyler Hero. I'm like, okay, well now it's a coaster. <laughs> Tyler Hero is actually. I, I kind of regret my play because I think I realized something. He's gonna be the butt of the joke for the rest of time <laughs> yes. for all ultra modern yes. cards. That's, he's and he's going to be associated with you forever. I will always be the person who told people not to but, buy Kaboom. But think about the people and, we've had successfully on the show. The successful people we've had on the show, right. Gary, all those people that have talked about Tyler Hero that they don't listen to what the fuck I say. <laughs> no, he's they, the butt <laughs> of all the ultra modern jokes, man. I think people bring up Tyler Hero to you because they know you pick Tyler Hero. I mean, I, I don't understand. I I don't think I could have called last year's NBA playoffs better. Both this year and last year, actually. You you uh, definitely know what you're talking about. But what happened but, to him? So so answer me that. He you, you know, mean? he he had run in the playoffs last year. He looked real good. He looked like the second coming. And then this year, what happened? He got a bad haircut and just the, all the confidence was gone? Like what happened to him? No, nah, man. A lot of things happen. First off, we forget that these guys are pros. So it's like well, he forgot. Tyler Hero is going to go off and cook these. Guys. Well, no, when these guys are going to, when Tyler Hero goes off and cooks these guys, the next game they play, they're like, "Who the hell is this guy? I'm going to lock <laughs> him up." No way that's happening again. So, so there's like, the, like when you're the fourth, fifth option, they're trying to stop Bam. They're trying to stop Jimmy Butler. They were trying to stop Dragic. They had no idea who who Hero was, and he was coming off the bench, fresh, going against the second unit and dominating. Last year, if you remember, he got put into the starting lineup, and now he had to play a point guard. He's not really a true point guard. He's never been a true point guard. So, like, coming in and having to deal with intense defensive pressure all game, having to facilitate for your teammates when he's really a shooter, right? Like, he he he, he literally thinks of himself as a shooter. So, I think it was a bad role. I think he got a little bit ahead of himself. I don't know his ego and stuff like that. I'm not with him. But I think he still has potential, and I think he's on a great team. And it's a team that develops talent. So... I, I wouldn't put it past Pat Riley and specifically Eric Spolstra to improve his game this uh, offseason. And I think that he's going to surprise some people. I don't think he's going to have an amazing season, but I, th- I could see him averaging 18 points a game, 20 points a game next year. And, wow. and what happens then? People you might be able wow. to get out from underwater on that. You say, it. wow, but like 20 points a game is, is not what it, what it used to be. Like, they, they, well, they how put many up did 100... he average this year? 13, 12. Thir- what? Really? Yeah. Well, I'll look it up right now. That surprise. That would surprise yeah, me. Yeah, he averaged 13. 15 points per game this season. Last year he 15? averaged 15. He averaged 15 this year. Dude, he sco- He's a scorer. I, I, Wait, no he one watches him. In what? Like six just games? I I don't understand what this conversation is about. <laughs> I'm just messing with you because Tyler Hero is your boy. But he's but, literally not my boy, dude. He is. You know he is. You guys hang out all the time. You play Call of Duty. And, and by the way. If you do the per 36 minutes, 18 points a game, both seasons. He can improve his shooting. He can improve his shooting. But he was asked to do so much more. I think I think they're going to scale back his role, let him score. And I think think about 50 bucks for a PSA 10. How much lower are they going to go? I, I don't I bet, know. There's a lot of them still at PSA. Sure. Uh, let's say you get them off eBay. I guarantee you could get a lot of 10 for 350 bucks. People are going to unload that. No matter what, they want their money back. 
Listen, and, it's a good play, right? A low risk. Like, what's the what's the downside to it, right? You know, if if he has a similar type season, they're 30, 35 bucks, which is what you're paying for him. And if he has a good season, those could really potentially go up in value. The only the only negative is the explosion in value might not be there because literally everyone graded his cards. Like, I don't know what the pop is on PS10. I'm sure it's not Zion levels, but it it's probably not that far behind. Sure, sure. It's not Zion levels, but it's not far behind. So, so that's my play. One's a bargain like buy. It, one's a bargain buy. Someone has been beat down, and the other one's Carl Anthony Towns, someone who's been out of sight, out of mind, but is an incredible player, twenty and ten guy. Um, I want to. Do you have any topics that are top of mind? I want to ask you a quick take. What movie did you wind up watching last night? Did you watch Field of Dreams? Did you watch? No, have, you seen, have you ever seen Eight Men Out? No, I watched. Um, actually, it's a sick movie. Really sick movie. Um, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, okay. So do you know what that's about? It's not about baseball. It's this savage, savage CIA agent girl who was tasked ever since she was uh, hired from day one to find Osama bin Laden. And the way she found that was through a courier called like Abu Ahmed. And no one believed her. They're like, it's 50% chance he's in this compound, 50% chance he's in this. She's, he's in this fucking compound. Go get him. And she mobilized these uh, Blackhawks. And they went, they did an incredible operation, went into this compound, got him, left all in like 22 minutes. And she was the one, like this young 26, 30-year-old girl was literally tasked with finding this guy. And it was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Okay, watch Eight Men Out. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good movie too. I've, I've kind of been on a, on a movie kick. All right, so what's your topic before my phone dies? How much do... Not game worn, not even player worn <laughs> patches piss you off. And do you think a high end product like National Treasures uh, is kind of cheapening their brand? Slash, another question Does this help brands like Flawless and other yes, kind of? Yes, to both. People, when they pay that much money, are expecting that, right? You can't have game worn in everything, you can't have these large game worn patches in everything. People understand that. But when you're paying the money for National Treasures for that product, you know, it was definitely something that people, when they saw it, were like, "Wow, that's that's lame. That's you know, you know that 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 is a fall off from what we were expecting." And yes, it does. It will. It, assuming the game horn is in the other products, it will help those products going forward. Um, I'd be looking at the other those other you know flawless for other years because if National Treasures is gonna you know fall behind flawless this year, that's gonna improve flawless prices for years prior. You know, it's funny, like there's so many accounts out there and there's some people that do it right. Some people are just annoying, but like they're always trying to like find the angle. Who's yeah. cheating the hobby, right? Okay. Who's shilling the hobby? Who's Who's got a new partnership and they're not disclosing information? <laughs> the greatest, like <laughs> the greatest pump fake is, is Panini. Think about this. The The most expensive card, this is a card that's going for 36, 50,000 is the Lamello card with a questionable signature and a retail jersey. I, you like the the comedy's not lost on me there. Listen, you know, I mean, they uh, they obviously have enough demand where they were able to cut some corners. Well, just to say well, that. Well, right? that's the key. So, people knowing that, knowing that the best prize is questionable best mellow autograph with someone else's, with just a jersey from the NBA store, are willing to pay and buy the box. 
Cage doesn't find the humor. I, 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 love I mean, it. I obviously it's funny, but you know, I also don't want to laugh too much because we know people who are opening these things. We know people who are selling the product. Wait, we know people who are looking for these things. They so, know this yeah. information. This isn't secret information. They knowingly know this, and they're still putting their money in it. I think that's the humor. And then they're also like NFTs are stupid. Why would I buy well, a picture? That's an listen. So I'm guilty of this myself, right? It doesn't have to be an or. It can be an and. And maybe that's the give. And I'll close the episode on it. Maybe instead of saying, hey, why not Color Blast? Why not uh, Stained Glass? Anything but Kaboom? Maybe I should have said, why not all of them? A little you know, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should not have been so dead set against it because, you know, obviously there is demand for it out there. Obviously people like that insert. Obviously people, you know, want that and they want to add it to their collection. And, um, you know... Not everybody is is as big a fan of '90s Jordan inserts as I am. You know, people want people want the kabooms. You know, like you know, one man's power in the key, one man's you know uh, scoring kings is another man's kabooms. So, you know, I, I get it. And uh, to anybody who listened to me and didn't buy a kaboom that they would have made money on, I I do sincerely apologize. My hatred of kabooms has clouded my judgment. I guess. They're but big yeah. boys. They're, they're big boys and girls. They they make their own decisions. Well, listen. Uh, maybe I'll buy a kaboom now. What do you think? Should I go out and buy one? Like you people, can't people, join people Jones. What? Donovan, people if, Jones. If he has one, I would buy it. If if Donovan Peoples Jones has a kaboom, I would buy it. Devontae Graham had a kaboom, I would buy it. Right. I'm sure um, he does. He does not have a kaboom. I mean, uh, neither Peoples Jones nor Devontae Graham have. Why would they? They, they make kabooms for all NBA players, but they skip over Cage's they favorite. They don't have one for all NBA players. No, it's just an insert set. So the, on inserts, they don't put every player? No, no. Inserts are usually yeah. smaller subsets. They're usually the all-stars, maybe the best player on the team, maybe sometimes two of the best players on the team. They're smaller, smaller you know, insert sets. It's not, you know, like the, the Prism basketball set is like 300 cards. They're not going to have 300 basketball players, you know, who all have kabooms. You know, they're not going to... Likely, even though you love him, Tyler Hero probably doesn't have a kaboom in this year's set. Um, you know, I mean, Bismack Biombo kaboom is probably not going to sell that well. You know, his one-on-one vinyl NFT is not going to sell that well either. I know because I have it. But you know, I mean, it's not. They're not. There's not a kaboom for every every person. That's definitely not the case. Um, but yeah, there's my there's my kaboom. Full circle on kaboom, guys. Good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Different, different style, right? We've 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 done it all. We got a little fractional yesterday. Before you we go, had... can I ask you something? Can I ask you? We got ten, the ten for ten. Yeah. What do you What do you think about? We've got a lot of people who um, who made some really good suggestions, and a lot of people really liked it. I'm not saying we do it next week. I'm not, I'm not saying we do it tomorrow. I'm not saying, but. You want to you want to run it back? You want to? I mean, we kind of mentioned it in one of the videos that you want to see whether or not we can do another take. You want to like see whether or not Luca Nation is, is excited about that. Maybe they have any interest. I live in us to doing serve. It. I live right. to serve. I think it's cool, man. And you know, maybe we get some you know some some folks that are uh, you know who've been in the hobby for a little while. Maybe some you know some some other folks who were suggested by us in our initial poll. You know, the listeners called out. We can't get everybody, guys. We had like fifty or sixty different hobby account names with multiple suggestions for us. But I think it's a cool idea. Maybe maybe, maybe run it back. Maybe do another 10. Unless you're against it. If I'm against it? 
I love to serve. I told you that. If people if people say it, I'll I'll make it happen. All uh, right. So, Luka Nation, if people want, I'll make it happen. Let us know what you think, there, uh, Luca Nation. And uh, this is fun. I like getting back to these normal episodes. This is a good time, man. This episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.